Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Strangers in the Night podcast. I am your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Eric. What's going on, fellas? What's up, Eric? Good to see you, sir. And my good friend, Roots. Roots, you know, in contrast to the, the, the Sunday show, the more and more uh, we, we get along into kind of the new era for us here, the more naked the uh, Strangers in the Night intro seems to me. It seems a little uh, underwhelming, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like we need a, a new intro, right? Like another, like the other one. The other one's so good. So It's like on Sundays, we, we sit here for like five minutes after we, after it's go time, waiting on the show to start. And then like Strangers in the Night, we hit the button and, uh, oh, camera's on, time to go. I, I need my, I need my, uh, my, my preparation time roots. Yeah, this couple, is a little too quick. Minute and a half, two minutes. I had so much preparation time with all the, this is the thing, technology. Wes was running into problems. D was running into problems. I run, run into problems. I come out here, OBS won't let me change my settings. Like I had to reset my computer. Like guys, come on, man. Like I, <laughs> I just, at some point come on man i i, I just i i, I want to freak out i just like i'm as i'm restarting my computer i'm like are you kidding me like what is wrong with this thing i don't know mm-hmm. I'm okay who the hell now. knows i'm on freaking mcdonald's wi-fi here in the hotel and it seems to be running fine so perfect I this perfect right <laughs> yeah right yep. the technology is certainly a, a double-edged sword and uh roots uh, roots and i have definitely seen the the blunt backside of that sword uh, but for you, Eric, uh, you've had a pretty sweet few days there uh, on the cutting edge of the technology, haven't you, there in uh, San Francisco? Yeah, I mean, this is like, I don't know, this is like a kid of Christmas, I keep telling my wife. I mean, it's just, you know, you're you're talking to people that you kind of like have just idolized for what they do and what they create, and you get to see them and talk to them and just, you know, and just get to pick their brains on what they think and how they do these things. And, you know, you know, when you sit there and you can talk to people like, you know, Stan LaRoque and, and all these great people that you're like, wow, how, how am I even in the same room with these people? But, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's just like a, it's like a playground for, for, for VR people like us, this, you know, GDC is like, it's like going to Hollywood and meeting an actor. If you still liked actors and they weren't all douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's nice. It's nice to be able to put a face to the names. You know, we we uh, literally we're, we're working with people all around the world, literally from all around the world. But we we typically, even in in these cases where some of these people I've been working with for for years at this point, I still have no idea what they look like because we work mainly through email, right, or or direct messages or Discord. Ne- never face-to-face like this so it must be nice for for you to sit down in front of these people see what they look like who they are and not not only is that cool that you get to put a face to the name but uh also cool because uh when you're in a room no electronic communication no recording devices people tend to be a bit more candid with you don't they yeah yeah for sure and it's great because it's it's goes the opposite way too i was telling you guys you know a story that uh you know the the developers uh the lead developer for everslot was a huge is a huge fan of 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 virtual strangers and west you know and you know mentioned west by name and you know i i said virtual strangers he's like i love west and you know you guys were so good to us when you know when we launched our game and you guys 
there were, you know, all the developers, he said, when, when, uh, when, you, when we talked about their game, they were sitting in a room watching, you know, Virtual Strangers. And that is like super surreal for me to have these guys, you know, looking at us and, and, and appreciating what we're doing. And, you know, I told them today that, you know, that's what you guys basically founded this show on and why I'm so proud to be a part of it is because we bring the games to the people and we bring the developers to the people. And, you know, so to hear them talk about us that way, I mean, like, like I'm going, holy crap, I'm in here with, you know, Jihad from, from Everslot developers. And, and he's like, holy crap, I'm sitting here with Mash Daddy Cool, who's from Virtual Strangers. So it's just, it's just a cool thing, man. It's, it goes both ways. And uh, I, I just keep telling myself, I wish I was here with you guys, you know mm. what I mean? Because a lot of this is me here by myself. I, I mean, I'm hanging with some people that are really cool with uh, Alex and Steven, but you know, most of this time is spent by myself and to enjoy these things with you guys would make this so much better for me. You know what I mean? So, cause I just know that you guys would completely, you know, geek out over this stuff like I am. And, and it's just a someday. I just hope someday. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, uh, uh, talking to our friend Amber at uh, Resolution Games earlier tonight, and I said exactly the same thing to her. Like Eric's on on the ground having a blast in San Francisco, and I could have gone, I could have gone, and I chose not to. But now, like instant regret, instant regret, as I knew it would be. Um, but uh, yeah, th this is how we learn, right? Yeah, yeah. Next time, you know, that's what I keep saying. You know, Pax Pax West is coming. You know, this this stuff coming, and it's just it's. I know it's it's you know it's not easy for any of us to do these things, and uh, I you know I just count myself as completely lucky and and you know blessed to be able to do these things, and uh, I just you know I want everybody to do them with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm a little bit Pax selfish. East. I'm a little selfish that way. Yeah, she mentioned Pax East to me by name. Um, I'm not sure, but I think that one's in Boston. So that's not going to even really be that big of a trip for you, is it? I'm going to be away. I'm going to be in Florida. So I have credentials for press for PAX East, but I will not be able to attend, unfortunately. Oh, and uh, oh, yeah. It's about it's about an hour and a half. It's about an hour and a half away, the closest damn show to me, and I won't be able to make it. Hmm. Disneyland can wait, bro. Let's be, let's be honest. Disneyland can wait. Hold on. Let me get my wife. You can tell her. Hang on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Um... Anyway, shout out to to Jihad. Um, that that guy's super cool, isn't he? Like we've uh, basically we've had a pretty good relationship with those guys since uh, it was at Mobex Studios since they announced EverSlot. And uh, I get it. I mean, these indie devs they don't know how well received that their game is going to be when 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 they first put it out. I mean, they know how to make games, but you know, as you can see, they're, they're kind of they live in their own bubble the way that we live in our own bubble and they really don't know how people are going to react to it. So I'm sure it was a big relief for them. Uh, you know, when we kind of unveiled to the world, how awesome Eversault is and uh, it's gotten even better since then. And I'm sure as uh, we're going to talk about here in a little bit, it's going to get even better still, isn't it? It'd be a name that you're going to be hearing a lot of uh, in 2022. Um, I do have a full interview um, with him coming um you know, probably next week sometime. And, um, yeah, I mean, remember Everslot and remember how much we talked about it and, uh, they have huge news coming in 2022. Absolutely. So more on Everslot in a few minutes before we, uh, move along too much. I do want to acknowledge the tip train, which actually took off pretty early today before we even got here. Um, Felipe, I stand with the Laras says, here's some <laughs> proof that I was here and Kyle was not. 
always a priority. Y'all have a good night and thanks for the awesome content. That's five bucks donation from Felipe. Very much appreciate it, sir. Um, and just so you guys know, Kyle is not here. What the hell, Kyle? Kyle, what's the matter with you, bro? Felipe was here, bro. Where were you? The hell, man. And uh, Zayla Maru with the $10 donation uh, says, Good evening, strangers. Already had a couple shots of tequila. So, see there, Eric, you're not drinking alone tonight, bro. Dude, I had a couple of gin and, well, maybe about five gin and tonics before I got here. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got, uh, I've got one coffee and two coffees. So, we're good. Oh. We're ready. Ready for a nice long show. Can I have one of those? Um, I need one. Yeah, for real. <laughs> if you come and get it, bro, it's all yours. I'll make you one fresh as soon as you get here. Uh, anyway, um, any signs of uh, PSVR two on the uh, at GDC? I know they're not doing anything official from the Sony side, but I did see on Twitter about a half an hour ago that uh, at least one indie dev was thanking Shuhei Yoshida for his personal private demo of uh, PlayStation VR two. So I got to imagine, even though there isn't like an official event going on, um, can I assume that it's kind of like CES? It's kind of the thing that everybody wants to talk about. Yeah, it is for sure. And, and GDC is weird because there uh, now I've only spent probably about half a day on the show floor and the expo didn't open until today. So uh, Monday and Tuesday is all summit talks, which is basically just talks from developers to other developers. So it's it's basically all learning and meetings. Um, and the show floor opened today. So I haven't seen everything there is to see. Tomorrow I will spend most of the day on the show floor. I just had a ton of meetings today and that pulled me away from the show floor. But GDC is weird because there are a million people that are showing stuff that are not officially at GDC. So there's little pop-up places that you can go to or if you can get hotel rooms yeah exactly suites and hotel rooms and lobbies and bars and private events where if you can get invited to you can go check things out so you know basically a lot of my time is spent bird dogging all these things trying to get invited or get you know get into these things um you know like i got lucky enough to do this morning go try the and go try the links or this afternoon i should say so yeah i mean it's it's really weird i'm sure there i'm sure he is here um and he's probably in a suite somewhere and he's probably showing it off and uh now that i've seen that i will do absolutely everything i can within the next two days mm. or three days to figure out how the hell i get my foot in the door um because you don't know until you try i mean i didn't realize that i would be talking to stan laroche this morning um this afternoon you know when i woke up yesterday and and i am so and i did and i have i got an interview so you know you just don't know so i'm not gonna ever, never say never i'll do what i can to get to do whatever i have to do to try and get in there but uh if they're showing it i want to see it yeah so uh, and obviously we'll, we'll do whatever we can to kind of uh support you uh in, in that endeavor but uh, you you did manage to get yourself a seat in the uh unity psvr2 uh uh, I guess uh, event tomorrow. I don't know what it's called. If it's a, a, a keynote or a lecture, whatever they're calling it. Unity's giving a talk tomorrow, uh, uh, based all around development of PlayStation VR two. And while obviously there's going to be a lot of technical stuff uh, being said, I'm sure you're going to be able to glean a few um, a few new details for us while you're in there. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a talk basically um, on using Unity with developing games for the PlayStation VR 2. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be very, you know, technically um, focused. But yeah, I'll be able to get a lot of stuff gleaned from it. And the people that are in that room are going to be people that are developing for the PlayStation 2. So just me being in that room and maybe I can talk to some people will, will be helpful. Um, so, you know, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll be seeing developers who may have I already had, you know, hands-on experience with the PlayStation 2 that maybe can give me a little bit of info. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it. Uh, thankfully, I got in late, but I was I was able to get a seat for it um, for tomorrow afternoon. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You've already spoken to certain developers that uh, obviously got have to remain nameless, but people you wouldn't expect to uh, already have PSVR 2 development kits that do, which is uh, exciting, right? When 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 people on that tier have them you got to imagine that everybody that wants one pretty much has them right yeah i mean we have indie developers who have them so you know that the AAA developers have had them for uh, quite a bit of time so i'm talking to quite a few indie developers uh, more than one who are telling me that they have their hands on them and are ready and are already developing for them um so if these guys have them you know that the big guys have them and have had them for some time and probably have several um, so yeah, it's, it's extremely Makes exciting news. Oh, it's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, anytime well, I hear anybody talking about it, it just makes, it gets me jazzed up because guess what? They're excited when they're talking about it. Their eyes are like this. So what really excites me, you know, a lot of things about that excite me, but what really excites me about this is like, you know, the PSVR community from day one, and and obviously they had their run where that was the best platform in VR for two to three years there. Um, but all of the things that they've kind of had to go without and kind of watch PC have, but, but PS4 couldn't quite run it. Now that's all going away. And these developers that have pretty much lived on steam all this time uh, are now going to be able to bring their games to another platform. Cause obviously quest is great. There's lots of people there, but you're limited. If you go to quest, you really have to kind of, rebuild your game from the from from the ground up for quest whereas this this is something that is actually more powerful in a lot of ways than your standard gaming pc so uh with new features you know which we've talked about a million times all the new features uh so i'm excited for those psvr gamers that uh are finally going to get uh to access the full menu so to speak that uh, vr has to offer yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of developers. It's weird to be talking to these guys. They they develop for the Quest because they feel they have to because that's where the audience is. But a lot of them don't want to. They prefer to develop for higher quality because they get, they get nerfed, right, when they have to do these things. And they don't want to be nerfed. They want to be able to do what they want to do. And, uh, and so a lot of them right now are talking, you know, very excitedly over the PlayStation VR 2 because they think that they can... They're going to be able to hit, they think they're going to be able to hit the numbers that they want to hit with, you know, getting away from maybe Steam and getting into, you know, something bigger like the PlayStation VR 2. Um, so they're going to hit the numbers they want to hit, but they're not going to have the limitations that they currently have with the Quest 2. So not all of them are like that, but uh, there are some that just want to make the best beautiful game they can. And, and you know, unfortunately, sometimes they can't with um, with a mobile headset. Plus you have a straight shot to and... get the game in the store. 
like Sony, like at least if, when they have an issue, they're going to tell you, you need to do this, this, and this, and then you get your game in the store with Quest. How many developers we don't even know that probably have games out there that just didn't make it, right? They just said, sorry, you're not in. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah and you and you and we definitely you, you talk about developers wanting to get away from Steam and have someplace else that they can go. Uh, what an opportunity for Epic Games, right? Because they do have a close relationship with Sony, and um, you know, Epic, you know, struggling to kind of gain ground on Steam uh, on the traditional games uh, side of things. But if Epic puts themselves out there and kind of, uh, you know tries to carve out you know an early spot for themselves in the in this burgeoning vr marketplace uh you know they can leverage that um that relationship with sony in a very positive way and really make up a lot of ground on steam maybe not next year maybe not the year after but long term as vr becomes a bigger and bigger thing um it, it's easy to see why epic is focused on the kind of metaverse concept and uh, I would expect to see some big moves, not only from Epic as a game studio, but from uh, Unreal Engine 5 uh, with regards to uh, to VR. And uh, it's going to be an interesting few years to kind of see how the, um, the marketplace realigns to uh, kind of make way for the coming of new technology. Yeah, we need a better platform. You know, and, and Steam VR is okay. It's just not great. And it, it needs a better platform. It needs more focus. Um, it's still not focused enough in Steam. And if Epic can do that, and you know, if they see the if they see the burgeoning explosion that can be happening with virtual reality, and they decide to do that, you know, we like I said, we need we need that better platform. And uh, and Steam has yet to really, you know, take advantage of what they have. So. Anyway, uh, lots to talk about coming out of the GDC. Looking forward to kind of running down the, the, the list with Eric here in a few minutes. Uh, also, talking some Pop 1 today, but before we get into any of that, let's kick this show off the way we typically do by saying hello to our friends in chat. The Melon Games is here and uh, apparently hasn't been out of his house in three days, which is okay. As long as you've got your, um, your VR headset, then... Uh, Technically, have you really been in for three days? I've kind of been all over the universe in the in the last day, but I haven't physically left my house. Oh, the Melon Game says he's still waiting for an opportunity to play VR. So I don't know. Oh, that the, <laughs> that sounds like a long three days. Yeah, Bravo. Yeah, man, that's terrible. I'm so sorry, Melon Games. You got to get a Quest, bro. Everything disregard everything negative we just said about the Quest platform and. Uh, <laughs> Go lay down three bills, and you, you'll have a one-way ticket or two-way ticket to any place in the uh, dig- digital universe. Instantaneous travel. You'll love it. Yep. Uh, Onakazi is uh, is here. What's up, Onakazi? As is Island Kara. What's up? Uh, Mr. Tasselhoff is here. Says, literally just fell asleep, and then the toddler calls. That's how it goes, bro. That's how it goes. Um, Hussein X joining us tonight what's up brother dark angel is here uh she says it is boston indeed one month so there you go um let's see here zala maru we already said hello to thank you for the ten dollar donation sir uh chinatown d is here mas tequila uh, she says good call 
Uh, ET2K9.now is here. Uh, says Mash is making it work. Absolutely. Mash is making it work. Getting it done. Um, getting it done. That's right. Um, Guido7335. What's up, Chris? Hope you're having a good night tonight. Daniel Kaz is here. I'm itching for some poker, but I'll keep this on in the background. Awesome. Have fun. Good luck with that. Um, Boognish66 is here. He says, hi, all. What's up, Boognish? Uh, Radio Runs here. He says he's loving the Fallout 4 videos. They're the best. He says he was yelling at his screen while he was watching me play. So Radio Run couldn't... He didn't uh, catch most of my stream live last night. By the way, Night Strangers, uh, we did resurrect the Tuesday night live stream last night. So um, all of you who used to frequent my late night streams, it looks like that's going to be a thing again. Had a pretty good turnout last night. Uh, even though like my old regulars, most of them weren't, weren't there, or at least weren't chatting. I had a pretty good turnout. And um, yeah, apparently Radio Runt, as I know he would, really digging the uh, the Fallout 4 stream. So uh, thank you, sir. I heard a lot of people chatting about it. I was I was watching the Discord today and saw a lot of people chatting about it. Chris was talking about it, your buddy Chris and uh, Guido, and he was talking about it. Radio Run was talking about it. People were excited about it. You got the diamond. I like that game. You got to the museum or something there, that, right? Museum? Or... Museum of Witchcraft. Yeah. I hope you burned it down. We had that. <laughs> well, I, I took care of the... I took care of the problem. We'll just say that. Like, um, <laughs> we had a team go out there that we lost contact with. So I went to investigate. I found them and I found what happened to them. And then uh, I took care of it. Took It took a few tries. It was not easy. Uh, but you know me, I'm like a dog with a bone. I can't quit. I can't walk away from a challenge. Uh, we stuck it out and, and got the job done. So uh, that was uh, good fun. Good, good times. And I look forward to getting back in there. Uh, looks like uh, Felipe Laras, we already said hello to, and Rawar, R-A-War-2377 says, when does this start? And that was at like five minutes after midnight. So it was like a long time before we were even scheduled to be here. So hopefully he gets a chance to catch the replay uh, in the morning. And then Bluebell at the very top. Uh, at the very top of what I can see, apparently... Bluebell is talking to Spry Guy, so Spry Guy must be up in there somewhere. Um, yeah, Spry Guy came in, said it was too late, as usual, said he'll catch it tomorrow, and Bluebell jumped on and said, yeah, me too. Was the... All right, well, that that's going to wrap up uh, Roll Call. Thanks for hanging out, friends. Thanks for staying up late and uh, talking a little VR with us. And, uh, you know, obviously the, 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 uh, the headline tonight is uh, GDC, but before we kick into that, we did get a chance to play a little VR today, and we finally got a chance, Roots and I, check out this Metropolis update for Population 1. Um, and, you know, before even before this update was out, Roots and I had been playing a little Population 1 and really kind of remembering just how good the title was, how fun it is to play. And um, it, was, it was excellent timing for this update, but it gave us a another great excuse to uh play more of a game we were already enjoying and uh that's exactly what we did tonight roots and i teamed up with uh chinatown d shout out to uh d and uh, we, we put a good hour plus into uh running this new map and uh off the top roots what were your impressions of the map in terms of 
size. We were led to believe uh, at first that this was going to be like this huge thing that it might even be its own map, uh, <laughs> which it kind of is in it kind of is yeah. in a way the way that they have that uh, that 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 one game mode set up. Uh, but for my taste, I found it a bit confining. What about you? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely they made it seem like it was going to be a huge map, the whole thing, right? Um, and it is, it's its own map, but it's, it's scaled down, right? Uh, I think Gamertag even had told us this, or somebody had told us that you can see the rest of the map around. I didn't quite understand what that meant until I saw, like, you're literally looking at other parts of the map outside of the barrier, um, of the normal map. So it's right smack in the middle of that map. And so it, we, it dawned on us as we were playing, maybe it was going to be a big, bigger part of the map, but um yeah it was definitely small it's designed to be faster paced right so a lot of people don't want to play through the, the 40 minutes to get to the thing or however long it takes they want to get to the beef of the the game quickly and this is exactly it it didn't matter where we landed uh, most of the time somebody was right there uh pretty quickly you know, at least a lot quicker than when you're playing the whole map but it definitely was uh it was pretty it was it was very bizarre it right it was like it was like we were in hermione's backpack it seems really small but when we got in there all the levels and buildings and all the it, it was so so intricate it feel felt huge right i didn't feel confined to some extent at the same time that i did it's very bizarre actually now that i'm really thinking about it yeah it's big for uh a section right it, you know in terms of the whole map it's it's probably 20 percent of the map um but as a section in, in and of itself it's larger than most and it's built vertically which makes it even bigger because it's so tall not only are the buildings tall buildings that you can go inside and out of uh, but they have these uh, they've added in these jump pads which allow you, if you step on them, it shoots you straight up in the air over the top of the building level, and you can fly away to wherever you want to go, or you can drop straight back down. So, um, Eric, e even though you know it's just a part of the lar overall larger map, uh, that that kind of verticality that it has really uh, makes it a lot more. There's a lot more playable area in this compared to any of the other uh, sections, isn't there? Yeah, and it seemed to me when I was checking it out, it was like way more places to hide. Now you guys, you guys had way more time in it than I did because I just played a little bit of it during the, uh, um, you know, during the the test phase. Um, I didn't play anything live yet, and I'm jealous that you guys got a chance to get in there this afternoon. But uh, yeah, I mean, from what I saw, this seemed like there's a lot of nooks and crannies and little spots you can get into and how to hide. And there's a lot more indoor area than there is normally with some of the other parts of the map. So you can kind of like get into these shops where there's like loaded full of loot and stuff. And um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I you said verticality. That's what struck me about the map right away. It's just way taller than any other part of the map that you would see. So you know, you can be, there's like three, four, five different levels to some of these things, and uh, they're huge, and you need those jump pads just to get up to them where they are, but uh, yeah. A shout out to Chinatown D. She said she got her first win today, pop one, ever. Yep. Was she with you guys when yeah. she got it? She got her second. I don't know if that was her first one, but we did win a game. She got her second man, one, so. and it was exactly what you said. We did a really good job getting to where the end, uh, I guess I think we kind of started there. We got into this room, and Wes said, hey, there's only there's a, there's a room here, and there's three walls, right? It's only one way. And there was these dumpsters. And so we were, like, able to – Wes ran out and, and kind of baited them. 
and then uh ended up dying and but they ended up coming back to try to find out where we were and we ended up winning that one and uh that was cool it was really cool fun yeah it, it's really cool how they've they've designed this um this section because even though like the the buildings are taller in this section the the dynamics are kind of opposite of the rest of the map like in the rest of the map if you take high ground then you're pretty much in an advantage no matter what but the way they've kind of designed this there's lots of overhangs so that people can get underneath the high ground and, and, and kind of out of the line of sight and there's lots of uh spots inside the buildings for you to hide so uh Taking high ground, while it may be advantageous early on in the match, as that zone shrinks in, it actually kind of puts those guys at a disadvantage because we were able to go, in the one match that we won, we were able to go inside, find a good spot, and just kind of camp out as the map closed in around us. And then those guys kind of had to come down to us, and uh, we were ready for them when they did. So uh, very, very uh, expert. Uh, design you can tell that they put a lot of thought into how they kind of constructed this and the uh, high ground isn't quite as much of an advantage now as it was before furthermore roots I, you know i found it really uh interesting and it kind of bothered me at first but i kind of get why they did it now uh that there isn't a whole lot of loot on the roofs like that they make it so if you want to stock up you have to come down to ground level and then if you want to try to take high ground then you have to use a jump pad to kind of get back up there yeah yeah they definitely want to get you down in there into the, the mix of things and even like you said just the, the way that the, everything's designed um they, they the snipers couldn't snipe they could only snipe for a short while and even then it was very easy to move around from building to building like even when the, they they started um which was kind of cool they started sniping at us west just immediately just jumped right off the building and went right into one of those nooks and uh it's just a lot of ways to to duck and cover and and get back out there it's it's really cool it's just different yeah, that it's was a different really feel. it was a it was a unique situation like typically i would have died and we would have all died in that situation where we kind of came down on a rooftop with people who had landed before us who already had weapons they killed roots immediately and uh, they got a couple bullets in me, and then I just bailed off the side of the, uh, off the side of the building, and then we were able to revive. And I, that might have even been the match that we won, wasn't it, Roots? Or it may have been right around that. Yeah, it might have been. I just know that it was it was like one of those moments where uh, you're racing for the gun, and the guy gets it that second before you, and instead of him dying, you die. And uh, my heart was broken. And then Wes revived <laughs> me, and I was I was revived, and I was I was happy again uh eric that really the kind of the bottom line is though is that a good game gets better and here we are a year plus on from the launch of population one and i kind of feel like it's stronger than it ever has been uh today yeah i think it's gone in waves you know what i mean i think you know it's there's been a core group that have always loved the game that will always play the game which is great but there's people like us that played it early on and we kind of got bored with it and so we kind of left like left it a little bit but then they add something and then we go back and, and you know i think it's important that they keep doing these things to get people to come back because not everybody is going to play a die hard you know people will go away and they'll go to something else because it's the new flavor something else comes out 
So they need to keep doing these things. I think this is a good a good sign that they're still putting stuff into this. They got to do more than just give me skins and give me stuff like that. Give me new maps. Give me you know different gameplay styles. You know, give me different stuff. Um, so I think it was like the perfect time because, like I said, we were kind of getting into it a little bit again <clears throat> before this. Uh, we were starting to play it again, but I think you know this would definitely. We were. I think we were kind of getting into this because back in because we needed this to get back in to play the new map, right? We knew the new map was coming. So we all said, let's go back in and start checking it out again. Um, I don't know if we would have done that without the new map, right? That's yeah. uh, you're very possibly uh, correct uh, about that. But when we got in, we were all kind of glad that we did uh, because it's so good. And I think that, um, you know, when you look at multiplayer titles in VR, you know, what is it? Maybe 10% of them succeed and most of them fail. Uh, I think that the success of Population 1 is kind of important uh, because it, it, it provides a template for the other uh, the, the other developers out there to see this is how you do it. If you want a game um, that actually succeeds in the VR space, this is kind of the way you do it. You take a nice long development period. Remember, it took forever for this game to actually come out. Uh, but when it came out, it was right. And people took to it immediately. Everything worked well. The, the The gameplay was fun and easy to pick up. And and beyond that, they have supported it, like you said, with substance, not just uh, skins, but uh, but with the actual new content. So uh, I think this is a good template for say, like uh, after the fall, like for Vertigo Games, they should be looking at this closely and modeling because they want to do seasons a- as well. Uh, this is how you do it. Do you want people to be playing after the fall a year from now, two years from now? This is how you support your game. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. 100%. By the way, uh, we're supposed to be getting a new uh, Harvest Run today, guys, like Hollywood oh Boulevard. God, Roots, did you see that new gun? GT did a video earlier today playing it. Did you see the new gun? I did not see the new gun. Is it badass? Oh, God, dude. What's the new dude. gun? Oh, is that the new, like, LMG or something? Yeah, it's like a, a heavy machine gun, like a big heavy machine gun. And uh, apparently GT had uh, unlimited ammo for it. It was just like he was a tank. He was a tank with that thing, man. It just cuts down the uh, the horde like it ain't nothing. But the map itself looked like a fairly uh, long, uh, you know, pretty big map and uh, really beautiful scenery. Lots of uh, lots of uh, snow breed, of course. And I uh, can't wait to get in there and check that out later today. Yeah, for if real. If it comes well, later today. 12-hour like stream from Wes. I got to work tomorrow, bro. I would <laughs> I would gladly do it. Like if my boss called and said, you know what? If you want to stream for 12 hours, take the day off. I'd jump in in a heartbeat, you know. But, your um, boss in a VR. I've tried. I, I could try to get everybody in a VR, dude. <laughs> I know, right? Like I told, I tell him to buy his kids VR, like every everything. Um, so uh, the Metropolis map playable right now in Population One in two different game modes, at least two, that maybe more. But uh, you can play it as kind of a part of the larger map and just play a standard uh, game of squads in Pop One, like you would any other time. Or for a limited time, for about three or more weeks, uh, they have what's called the um, metropolis royale which sets the boundaries around that that one section of the uh, city and this was kind of the faster paced 
uh, style gameplay that Roots was talking about earlier. Uh, Eric, did did they have both um, both game modes available to you when you played it early in uh, in the uh, beta cycle? Yeah, I think it was just the one because you, you, with the beta cycle, it's tough because you only have limited amount of players. So if you had the big huge map, it would be tough to keep everybody together, and it would be slow trying to trying to get everybody in there. So um, yeah, it was just the uh, basically you had the red zone started around right around this the uh, metropolis area. So there wasn't really any place to go unless they did it. They may have done it before I jumped in, but when I jumped in, that's all that was available. Uh, which uh, which mode did you prefer, Roots? We we had a chance to try both. Mm-hmm. Did you prefer the uh, the smaller matches or the the, the larger one uh, around I, the, uh, the the bigger map? I, well, I'm kind of torn because I haven't played enough of the new map. This is the thing. I I I enjoyed the newer map more this time because it forced all the action to go on in this new map and all those levels and stuff. Um, but I I like the overall bigger map of having more time and gathering and stuff right but i I really like the way that the city and the metropolis is set up Uh, the action the the fighting in there was a lot cooler Uh, like um dark said uh, earlier dark angel the music in the in the the club was cool i was jamming to that and then we died people killed us (laughs) (laughs) so yeah rich was all uh was all digging the music and uh we were being like West, ambushed. Wes is like, there's guys right here. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> You're just trying to enjoy some oh, music. And they come right. in and shoot you. I know. It's rude. But Why I, are they trying to kill me? It's rude. They think they're better than you. They think they're these guys legitimately. This man legitimately <laughs> thinks that he is better than us. Uh, what's up, friends? What's up, Berber Cat? What's up, Hack? Joining us. What's up, guys? Thanks for uh, stopping by. Um yeah, I get. I kind of get the sentiment roots that you, you kind of like being able to check out the new map uh, while you were in there. So you know, for today, like that game mode was preferable, but kind of long term, maybe the uh, the, the larger uh, area is uh, going to be the way to go. I enjoyed the larger um, the, the the larger session, or for all the reasons you listed. But uh, it's notable that like I had never seen the wild west area before t- tonight when we did the the larger area so a lot of the map is new to me now like i've only done like the the castle area a couple times and i've only done the wild west area once so like there's probably 40 to 50 percent of the map that i haven't even played in yet so that that was all kind of new to me so uh, i really enjoyed that aspect of it but um without a doubt going forward this is uh it's going to be a lot of fun and it's 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 fresh again right it's new again uh who knows how long uh it's going to last but at least for now we're, we're digging this game and certainly have uh designs on going back into it very very soon i was digging the mr tass again man i was a uh, crushing people well i don't say crushing but i was averaging about four kills a game and that's pretty good so it does make a difference doesn't it, it makes a huge difference for me literally like because the this is the thing and i laugh and i'm not not mr the best guy in this game either but people run up to me and they want to go toe to toe and i've got the mr tass and i've got a p90 in my hand and you're gonna die the bullets are so fast and i'm gonna hit you with every single one of them and um and it's just funny because that gun melts people and uh i just love it yeah, absolutely. I had a gold one in uh, one of those last matches right before we uh, 
got killed. Um, but uh, I'm starting to learn the weapons now. I'm starting to get enough time into it. Where I'm, uh, I've learned a lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them anyway. They seem like they've been rebalanced. Like there's a lot. It seemed like there was more recoil on some of them than there was before. Uh, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, maybe the it's AK, just... yeah, the AK for sure. The AK used to be like a laser, man. And they had to change it because it was almost too good. It was you could you could you could pinpoint it from like far away, almost use like a sniper rifle. And they did, they did change it where they put way more recoil on it, so it's not as good as it used to be. But still, the ump and the P90 are the probably the two best weapons in the game. Yeah, certainly know. noticeable. That yes, the the new the new recoil certainly noticeable for me as someone who hasn't even played the game all that much like it was immediately noticeable for me. Hmm. Uh so uh, anyway, shout out Sion, he'll dig that, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He needs to go back in there. Even though he's even though he's just going to stick to knifing people in the face most likely. Or that cool katana, right? Yeah, yeah, there were huge Michonne katanas in there, surprisingly. He's too busy in uh, anyway. War. He can't go to Pop One. That's true. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Pop One is fun. We all already knew that. It's even better now. Go check it out if you haven't already. Free update uh, that launched just last week. And uh, the Metropolis Royale, just a few weeks left on that one. So if you want to uh, get in on that fast-paced action, be sure you get in there ASAP. That way you can get your reps in, learn the map before that goes away for good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move along and let's talk a little bit about uh, GDC and some of the things Eric's been seeing there. I'm going to kind of, you know, kick off these, these different topics with you, Eric. But, you know, we talked a little bit off the air about uh, a lot of these things, and I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. So after I kick it to you, I'm going to kind of let you take the lead. Uh, with most of this stuff so i don't end up getting us in trouble here so uh first thing i wanted to talk about was uh kind of you know let's get warmed up on some hardware talk and uh kind of the one thing that that really surprised me the most out of everything that you're talking to me about today was just how blown away you were with your demo of the lynx r1 mixed reality headset tell us a little bit about this experience this thing is amazing. I mean, I think we've all probably seen this video now of the demo they have where you're basically inside of a solar. You're, you're looking at your own surroundings. You're looking at your own room or whatever you're in. And you see these this solar system basically overlaid, you know, over your surroundings and you're allowed to interact with it. Like I, I was in this hotel suite and I'm seeing the people standing around me and I'm seeing, you know, all the furniture and I'm seeing the walls in the room all all within perfect color and everything I'm seeing. And then there's this whole entire sphere of a solar system that I can step inside and out of. And when I step into the sphere, I see all these planets and I can go right to the middle and I can physically take my hands with no controller. This is all hand tracking. And I can see my hand and I can grab the sun and I can grab it right out of this right out of the thin air. And I can take it and I can walk across the room and put it and put it down and I can grab it again and move it over here anywhere I want. There's it's and then you can do that with any planet. And then when you do that, when you move a planet inside the solar system, all the other planets, the, the gravitation changes and they all start moving around. Now, this is just a tech demo. He's just basically showing the same tech demo that they always do. But it's so impressive. Like, again, I've seen this thing probably 30 times this demo 
But when you do it, when you're in the headset and you do it, it completely blows your mind of what this thing can do. And I was already, you know, on board with this headset already. And I'm just like, holy crap, what am I looking at here? How How is this possible? How is the hand tracking this good? And, you know, and, you know, I'm talking to, to Stan LaRoque, the, the, the creator of this, and he's like, he's like, it's no big deal. You know, I mean, oh, we got that. You know, we, it's, we, we've known that for a long time. We got great hand tracking. But I'm just like amazed because, you know, I'm looking at the hand tracking of, you know, like some of the Quest stuff, and it's like, okay but it's not great and he's doing this and it's like it's like the best hand tracking that i've seen ever and again it's one tech demo so i don't want to go crazy but again it, if this is a glimpse into what they really can do holy crap man it's this thing is going to be amazing so uh no no controllers with this uh device as a right so now? so right now he they do they're going to be making their own controllers um that they're going to ship later this fall so this is one of the questions i did ask him so you can use it right now, um, hand tracking. You can use it with um, the Valve Index controllers, the knuckle controllers with base stations, or they're going to have their own and uh, controllers that you're going to be able to purchase later in the fall. What's the uh, tracking technology that they're going to use for their controllers? Do you know? I don't. I don't. I know that again. The ones for the Index, of course, has to be base stations. Um, he didn't give me any information on their technology for controllers. And um, what about the pass-through? What, what, what's the quality of uh, This is all camera-based AR, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's just like your pass-through for your Quest 2, except it's, like, perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, color, and, you know, you're, you're seeing everything as you normally would see it. Now, you know, again, it does look like you're looking through a camera, which, of course, you are. So, but, I mean, it, you know, it's just black and white when you're looking at the pass-through on a Quest 2. This is perfect you know it's like looking through a camera it's just it's it's done so well you're just like i'm just like amazed that you know a kickstarter company has done this so well and oculus hasn't had it ready yet you know it should be out there by now um because it's it's like it's, it's almost perfect like i said i was i was looking at my entire room and you know everything around me looked sharp it looked good it looked clear there was no static there was no you know um distortion at all and again i was stepping in and out of this environment so there's this huge sphere of this solar system that i can step inside of or i can step outside of it <clears throat> and i can grab things out of it and move it to a different part of the room so you know when you're doing that you're seeing everything move one-to-one -one in your own space there's no lag there's no delay there's no um you know again no distortion in it whatsoever in this so um completely blew my mind Basically, since Roots and I have been doing this, people have been kind of lauding AR as the future uh, of uh, uh, of technology in general, you know. Um, but we, we've kind of, I don't know, I, I, I personally haven't quite felt the excitement for it. Roots, have you at all ever got into any of this AR stuff, or are you like me, kind of been kind of skeptical about uh, the quality of the experience. Yeah, I mean, even just what Eric is saying, you're still looking through a pass-through, even though it, it's camera look, even though it's it's amazing, it's it's still going to be not the same as the VR clarity. Although, at one day there, it is going to be, you know, to where it a one to one. I, I think it it I get excited on some level when I think of it being combined together, like a mix of the two, right? Because I think that's where. I, where the gamers are going to be where we're going to be um i i never cared about doing 
shit at my desk on, in view. I mean, I don't, I don't work at my desk. You know, I'm out spraying bugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I could see it if if I was if a businessman and I I, I sat in front in, in front of a computer all day long. It'd be like your dream, right? To be able to to do what they all to do with the, moving all the screens around and doing your job and and trading on Wall Street or whatever the fuck you're doing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I I think it. I think the implications of what I what I would want is the mix, I guess. So, so, so early on with uh, with when, when trying to sell VR as a as a uh, as the next big thing to kind of traditional gamers and non gamers, uh, people never really quite understood the uh, how profound the experience was until you get the headset on your face, until you experience it. For yourself uh would you kind of say eric that there's some of that going on here that you really didn't get how cool and how profound the experience the ar experience is until you try it yeah i mean for sure and here's the thing with this too i i was the same way that roots was i was very skeptical as to what this was like I was like, is this an all AR headset or what, what is the VR part here? And, and one of the things I, I made sure I asked him today was, you know, because if you look at it, it's a very open headset, right? There's no, it, when you look at it here, it's tough to get to feel how you're ever going to get immersed in virtual reality when you look at that headset and you can see everything from the sides. Um, but they are very focused on virtual reality here as well. Um, so they want this to be a mix of a headset. They don't want it, you know, they're touting the AR as this amazing thing to look at, but this is very much a virtual reality headset as well. And, um, they do sell it, um, with a facial interface that, that snaps onto the headset that completely blacks everything else out, just like a normal headset would, a normal VR headset would. But, um, but I think that they push the AR to show what they can do with because you know ar is you know ar is kind of like it's where we all want to be or i think we all will be eventually is xr which is a good mix of ar and vr together to where you can do both so if you do want to have that pass through you know um experience where you're actually seeing things overlaid in your own environment you can do that but when it's time to go to a different world or to go to someplace else and you want to get away from what you're normally in you can just put that facial and that facial interface on where it blacks everything out and now you go somewhere else you can go to a different world you can go to you know a different planet or you can go to a different environment um, that you would not be able to go to in the past so yeah i think i think they're very much focused on both so I think it's a good I think it's a good mix, and I was happy to hear that when he uh, that he said that they're very much focused on on VR as well as AR. Do you think the AR the uh, open the having the open things would help with AR? Right, because if you're looking at your room as it is, and you're seeing the overlay, you're not going to have that tunnel vision, right? Because you're seeing the same thing anyway. You're just it, it might actually benefit um, and make you feel like you're not constricted as much. Yeah, you know what was weird is is what you guys are seeing in the picture right now. This video is exactly what I wore. Okay, so it's that headset with basically that that whole visor piece like flips up and then flips back down, and you you completely can see everything out of your peripheral vision because it's all open. You know, again, there's no gasket there, but I never noticed it. I swear to God. I mean, I was in it for probably 20 minutes, 
Um, and I never noticed, oh, I can see this over here, I can see that over there. And I'm in a, with a room, this was in like a suite, I'm in a room full of probably 20 other people demoing these different things. I never noticed it at all. I was so focused on what I was doing in it, I just didn't see any of it at all. So it was never like, oh, I can see this over there, or that's bothering me over here, or I can see movement over here. I just never saw it. And uh, I was completely just like engrossed in what I was doing. Yeah, Berber Car Berber Cat uh, in the chat says, I think AR is the future in ways that we don't know. If you got an ugly girlfriend, it's a boon. Whack on a filter and voila, no more ugly girlfriend. There you go. <laughs> well, my, my response to that is, what if she's ugly inside? And you're screwed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at her inside. <laughs> run. I say run. Run and don't yeah. look back and don't talk. No contact. The Melon Game says, I want to experience VR and AR for myself. Uh, 100%, you, you need to do it. It is, uh, well, I mean, obviously for all of us, it was life-changing, right? Uh, literally changed our lives. And, um, you know, we, we talk about uh, our newest community member, Guido, who's been uh, hanging around a little bit this week asking questions. He's He's having the same type of experience we had with it, guys. Like, he's blown away like uh, speechless with it and uh i keep telling him to savor it this is the best time right right now is the best time and he's always uh from from this point forward he's always going to be kind of trying to Chase relive the this yeah he's going to be chasing the dragon from now on um but he's loving it man and he's he just has quests well i guess he started on pcvr today uh but i mean he's been blown away with just the standalone stuff just like amazed with it well he gets another chance when he gets blown away by psvr2 that's gonna oh, blow yeah. us all that's away i told him yeah that's what i told him i told him that uh that's kind of the next big thing the next the next step for vr is going to come when uh, psvr2 launches yep yeah anyway yeah, we all, uh, we all, i was gonna say we all crave those moments that give us those goosebumps and you know we all kind of chase like you said chase that dragon and I had one of those moments today when I did this thing. It was, was it's probably the, the most profound thing I've done at the show so far. And I've done some pretty cool stuff. But um, this was one of those moments where I was like, holy crap, man. This is game changer. Those lenses look very <laughs> unique, right? The, so cool, man. Prism thing. And there's, you know what I noticed about them, too, which I, I got to tell you guys. <clears throat> when you look at them, it looks like they're sectioned into four. Each lens looks like they're almost sectioned into four sections. So... It's almost like look when you start when you when you start at this thing up, it almost like looks through like like you would imagine like a like a mosquito's eyes would look where you look Ooh. and you see all these like different yes. things because the the lens itself is sectioned into four different sections. So until that picture comes in and you actually focus and to see what you're seeing, it's weird the way it looks. I don't know how he did this, and it, it's something I need to check out and, and look at and research a little bit more. But it it, uh, it really fascinated me the way these lenses look. They were they were and uh. I have a I have a YouTube short up um, where Stan actually takes it and he's he's standing there with it and at one point he flips the lid up and he shows the lenses and you can see the sections in it um, of each lens. It's something unique that I've never seen before in a lens. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, and the way they they kind of deal with that is uh, through the programming and the software. The software uh, is kind of built around uh, you know outputting an image that is already kind of calibrated to what the lenses are going to do with it. So that, that's kind of how that works on a very basic level. Obviously I'm not a developer or, or any kind of a 
technical expert by any means, but I know it's kind of the the same uh, concept of how Pimax deals with their edge distortion is, is, you know, by tweaking the software, that's how it's gotten progressively better over the uh, last few years since Pimax became a thing. But by the way, I mean, are you going to get a chance to play your Pimax at all before you send it back? I don't know, man. I got to stop going on these trips. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you think about that AKX. I want you to get enough time in it so that you're comfortable with it before you send it back. Uh, Eric was telling me he's pretty secure that they'll let him hold on to it a little bit longer. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and, and and I recently picked up a 3080 Ti, so I'm gonna let them know that I'm gonna want I want to test it both ways. Um, so I I haven't installed my 3080 Ti yet. I still have my 2080 Super. I'm gonna play it with the 2080 Super, which is basically like their minimum of what you really need to run it. And I want to see how it runs on the 2080, and then I want to go to the 3080 and see if there's a marginal difference. So I'm just gonna let them know that you know I need some time with it. So I think I think they'll be fine with that. I need you to talk me into buying that instead of uh, <laughs> camera. Oh boy. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, anyway, this uh, Lynx R1 Mixed Reality headset, uh, do we do we have a uh, a price and release date for it? Uh, you know, I'm not sure what the price is. I think I kickstarted it for like five something. I thought um, it said something about on. 499 or something. In this trailer, it said something about a price at the beginning um yeah i i think it was it's right around there like between you know high fours and low fives i don't know what it is currently today i know that was when uh when i kick-started it um but i know they're ready um you know they're talking he's talking about uh having the first models of kickstarter out to uh the backers early in you know in, in april so he was talking about getting them out and being happy to start delivering some i think you might see uh stan out there delivering a couple like uh like palmer lucky or okay. big gabe big gabe well this is my thing i just recommend to this person i don't know how well his face is known uh, don't use a mask you know <laughs> stand 12 feet back but you people need to see your face gabe you know that's the thing like <laughs> you know what i mean like you got a mask on you're just like everybody else i don't know who the fuck you are give me my package and see you later <laughs> they think he was the uh, ups man yeah i mean for real <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to these getting out there in the wild. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of software support it's going to have because really, at the end of the day, uh, even if it's uh, an amazing piece of hardware, that's what's going to make it or break it. If there's no games, there's no software for it. Nobody's going to buy it. Uh, so hopefully, it'll have a, a full palette of uh, launch titles available for it, and we'll get to see its true capabilities when it gets in the hands of the uh, early adopters here within the next month to two months. Well, speaking of that, the flow you got, Eric, I don't know if you saw or caught this on our last episode. What was it? Audi is now going to allow you to use your flow in the back in the new cars where you could. So we were oh. thinking you need to have your convince your wife to let you pick that up. Um, so you can use the flow. Yeah. Yeah. You need to use your flow, bro. You know, it makes logical sense. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> hollow ride. Dude, yeah. Right. Hollow ride. I think more more of what's probably going to happen is the flow will probably go up for sale soon than me getting an Audi. I don't know. I, I believe that when I see it. I, I, I'm calling you're getting it an Audi you're, or the sale. You're you're getting you're getting that Audi. You're, you're getting the you're Audi. Getting the, uh, SUV. <laughs> don't tell my wife. I see the next video. Yeah, don't tell my wife. <laughs> 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 
what a headset that you need to, to, to do anything freaking profound with it. You got to go buy an Audi because yeah. basically I can't do anything else with it. <laughs> hey, dude, you can squingle on it. You can totally squingle on that thing. Can I play Marine Verse on it? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, anyway, um, Links R1, not the only cool hardware you had a chance to uh, interact with, was it? We uh, also had a chance to uh, check out the Skinetics, Skinetics Haptics. Is that correct? Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah Skinetics. I think that's right. Yeah, Skinetics. Yeah, so this is a competitor to the uh, B Haptics Haptic suit, is it not? Yeah, I mean it's it's close. It's you know I don't think they're there yet. They're they're still they're in the Kickstarter phase, so they need some they need some work. But I c can tell you that what I demoed was really impressive. Um, they had a they had a demo where um, it was doing some things that the B Haptic Vest can't do. They're not not that I know of they can do anyway. Um, they had a rain demo where it was pouring rain in in you know in the VR headset, and you know. You can feel the rain on you, and the guy that was demoing it for me said, move around. And I started moving around, and I could feel the rain hit me on different parts of my body. So if I moved over here, nice. it hit me on here. If I bent over, it hit me on my back. Um, so the the tracking of it and the vest itself knew that um, certain parts were should should be it should be going off in certain parts, um, you know, or or more heavier in one part than it was in another part, depending on where the rain was hitting me. So um yeah i mean the again they're not there yet but uh, i think they're getting there and i think they really have something they just need to um they need to you know to do a little bit more to get there but i was really really impressed with it yeah yeah so what kind of form factor is this in is it a big heavy thing like the uh like the b haptics fits just like the b haptics vest um uh, here here's a couple of limiting factors of it and where i say they need a little bit of work to do number one it's wired it's not wireless um everything is done by bluetooth dongle with the um uh, either bluetooth dongle or straight bluetooth to your computer with the b haptics and that's a big thing man because you don't want to be wired and you know this haptic vest is still wired so you know that right there you have an issue um you know and it's 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 really only has 16 sensors to where you can go with the x40 uh, of the b haptics and you get 40 sensors now what I did in this, which again, which is a limited demo, it was plenty fine for what I did. I, I mean, again, I was getting um, rumbling effects uh, in parts um, that you can't, I had never got. Like I was, there was rumble like up under my armpits with this vest, which they're just not in that spot on the X16 for the B haptics. Um, so they get the, like the most out of the, uh, the sensors that they have and they're small. And um, what what where they had a little bit on B haptics is no sound either. Um, the B haptics have a tendency to to rumble or they'll make a buzzing noise when they go off. Um, these are so small, there was no buzzing noise, nothing like that. So, um, but you know, just again, wired a little bulkier. They just need they need to tweak it. They need a little bit of work. I think they need some help with their Kickstarter, and uh, you know, hopefully they'll be able to. To kind of, again, you need more of these companies. Right now, there is only B Haptics, so there's nobody pushing B Haptics. And again, B Haptics does a great job, but that more is more, and you need that. So I'm really hoping that they can get through their Kickstarter because I think they have something. Uh, just just a vest with this, or do they have like a whole body thing coming up? Right now, it's just a vest. Um, they're they're touting the vest and trying to get through Kickstarter with the vest. I think they would 
have uh, they will have more stuff coming um, for haptics, but I think right now they're focused on doing the best that they can do with the vest, um, and then they'll they'll move to different spots. But um, but yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how the how it goes. There there I think they're just a few days into their Kickstarter, and uh, I think they have about 28 days left. And uh, you know we they need to hit that Kickstarter goal first. But uh, I was extremely impressed. So. Um... So they are selling a product on uh, Kickstarter. Uh, is it is the product that they're selling on Kickstarter as is like is it is it like a hundred percent going to be wireless or or a wired thing like the one you tried today? Yeah, if you're buying it now for Kickstarter, you're buying what they have, which is is a, right now it's a finished product for them. Um, you know, I think the next iteration will be better, but uh, this one is what it is. You know, it's. Um, it is going to be a wired unit. You know, you have to get you have to get past that. And uh, I didn't I didn't have any problem with it. You know what I mean? It's just you you want to be you know you want to be untethered. You know what I mean? Especially if you're in say like the you know Quest. Um, but um, you know I'm used to wires. I, I play wired all the time, so I wouldn't have a problem with it. So um, yeah, I mean I think they have something a little bit special. They have a little bit different over B haptics. Um, but you know they have a couple of things that are going to hold them back. Uh, Roots, uh, curious about anything here with this uh, it's... new competitor to be haptics? Oh, I agree with Eric. Competition is always good, and as good as uh, be haptics is, we want them to to have competitors, right? And it looks good. Um, I don't know if I'm I'm too thrilled with a wire either. Uh, but I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, as I as I say, it's not that big a deal oh. to have a wire for a headset. It's kind of a <laughs> You know, it's kind of the same thing with a thing. So, I mean, I guess it could be okay. It looks like it's doing things that, that the other vest doesn't do. So, I, I like that aspect. So. Big Chris says it's a haptic tail. Will the tail haptic have haptics? Tail? Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. He's saying that the cord will make a customizable tail. Spec and uh, maybe it'll have haptics. Maybe a special sleeve or something, right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, here's the the thing about the, these startups like this, and and we talk about it Sunday after Sunday, week after week after week. If you have a promising tech like this, uh, it's a great time for you because people are willing to invest. Now, I don't know that their Kickstarter is going to be a success. I don't know if people are going to be willing to throw down a bunch of money for a wired product like this. But what I do know is if the tech itself is promising and they they get the right people in there during GDC to try it out, then uh, they may not even need that Kickstarter because people are throwing money into this concept of the metaverse like crazy right now. And uh, I do think that there is a future for uh, body haptics. Uh, it's just going to take someone making it lightweight and, and easy to use. And at that point, it'll take off. And uh, up until then, it's all just kind of a big beta test, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you I was impressed. You know, and I, I think they, I think they got a good chance of making their Kickstarter because, like you said, West, they're right. There's a lot of people out there that want to see this stuff succeed and 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 want to put money into it. So I think they will make it. And um, I'm interested in seeing more. And I talked to them. I think we're going to end up doing some type of interview with them at some point just to get more info. Because again, I'm on the show floor. I'm I'm doing it quickly. I, I did have a time slot with them, but I only had about 20 minutes to a half an hour. I just didn't get all the info I wanted to get. I want to get more. I want to hear more. I want to hear. I want to get answers to some of those questions that you have, um, same same as I have. So I think um, 
you know, before their Kickstarter is over, I'm going to give them an opportunity at some point at one at some platform to come on and tell us their story and give us some better idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely curious in how this thing's going to turn out. Would love to uh, have the opportunity to try it out myself at some point and, uh, and see if maybe this is the way to go. I'm very interested in, in body haptics in general. Um, but they have a strong competitor right now with the, with the B haptics, and even though they do offer some things that B haptics uh, don't, I would say that B B haptics also offers some things that they don't. So uh, it's going to be curious to uh, see how this thing actually uh, ends up panning out over yep. the long term, and especially the next couple of years. Yep. Anyway, uh, why don't we talk a little bit of games? Uh, you know, hardware is great and all, but you know, the games are what we're really all about. And uh, you touched on it a little bit during the intro that you did have an opportunity to uh, spend a good chunk of time with our friend uh, Jihad from Mobex Studios uh, about Everslot, the, you know, the, the past, present, and future of what is already an outstanding game in uh, Steam Early Access. Uh, what kind of news can you share with us uh, with regards to Everslot? Um, so they have a lot of cool stuff coming. I mean, this is going to be a huge, you know, number one, they are not, they've put a ton of work into Everslot since we even played it, Wes. And we really need to revisit this game, um, because they are, have patches. They actually just had another big patch recently, like within the next last couple of days, but, um, they're constantly working on it and they're not done with it. They still want to do work on it. They're, I can tell you that he's, he's already talked to me about a campaign mode. Uh, which is something that we always kind of wanted to see. Um, and, uh, you know, I so saw that as a main focus for them on the, uh, on you know, for the Steam platform. But they're they're really focused on possibly bringing this to other platforms. Now, I can't tell you right now what platforms they are. I can just tell you that, again, Everslot's a game that you're going you're gonna to want to look at, you know, in the Latin this year. I think, I think that it's... Um... It's important platforms. to point out that platforms, right? Plural, not yeah. platform. Uh, the, they are definitely going to uh, go big with Eversaw at some point. And uh, that makes me extremely happy because, um, you know, what you say is true that they have put some significant uh, updates into this game since we last played it. But what we do have a very good idea of is the core gameplay mechanics of it. And uh, this game is almost unparalleled in that aspect of it that fast-paced uh gameplay i mean there's there's melee there's shooting there's grappling i mean this might have the best grappling i've ever experienced in a game and it's not even the same type of game as the other kind of grappling style games Uh, i love it it plays like a a legitimate doom game in vr and uh yeah i absolutely agree we need to get back into this one asap yeah, for sure. This was, and they're so proud of that grappling, man. They, 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 and the movement in general, they're like, you know, it's like they just, and when I told them that I love that they just didn't care, they're like, we don't care if our game caters to somebody who gets motion sickness. <laughs> you know, we're, we're kidding. We, we want to make this game the fastest, coolest thing you've ever done. And if you get motion sick, guess what? I'm sorry, this game's not for you. It's not for everybody. You know what I mean? Then they're not apologetic for it, you know? But uh, if you are a VR gamer and uh, you have your VR legs, this is probably one of the smoothest, coolest movement mechanics you'll find in a game. And, and again, it's something they're super proud of. 
Yeah, you know, obviously I don't get sick very easily, but I was perfectly uh, comfortable playing this. Uh, uh, Roots, thoughts on Everslot? Uh, I was thinking maybe they should slow it down. No, just kidding. Um, I think that the movement <laughs> is the best part, right? It's just amazing. And it's cool to see that they're uh, they're branching out, that they don't want to just stay on the, the one platform, right? I mean, Steam, is like you said at the beginning of the show, it's a great platform, but it's it's got its limitations, and and there's a lot of other platforms out there. And I'm sure I'd love to see this on Quest. This is a this is such an amazing fast paced game, and I think it it's got right now Quest has the biggest um you know pool of people to play. So yeah, and, and you know it's a very beautiful game on PC, uh, but you know that's not why it's great. It isn't because it's beautiful why it's great. It is the the gameplay the mechanics is what makes it makes this game so um yeah i could certainly see you know obviously a visually downgraded version of this uh coming to quest if indeed that that is one of the platforms that it ends up coming to yeah uh, i think it will translate quite nicely yeah absolutely uh what else uh zenith uh you had the opportunity to uh to learn some uh new details about what zenith has planned is that correct yeah, I mean, Zenith is, you know, again, another game. These guys are just super proud of what they're able to accomplish. And, uh, you know, whatever we all think of Zenith is, I mean, what they've done is just amazing. I mean, you know, number one, they, they've made a game that sold more than anything on Steam, flat game included, for a certain period of time. And, you know, when we have a VR game does that, that can do that, that's that's a milestone that's something special and um they they deserve to uh to pat themselves in the back and they had a big party tonight and uh just kind of celebrate and they invited a whole bunch of people and uh you know they just got a huge uplift of money they had 35 million dollars um that was just basically um boosted into their uh and you know into their platform so we're gonna see a lot of big things coming from zenith they have a ton of content planned and some of those things that we were concerned about, that I was concerned about, that Roots was concerned about, that Wesk was concerned about, which is end game content. And what do we do once we get, what do we do when we hit level 40? Um, do we just turn the game off? Um, you know, what, what, how, you know, don't, do you, don't make me grind forever to get to level 40 and then all of a sudden it's over. Um, they have a lot of stuff planned and uh, they're far from done with this. They know what they have here and I think they're going to, uh, to to really cultivate it and make it make it work and uh and yeah i I just love any a developer that's so proud of their game like this it it makes you you know extremely you know um proud and happy to see them do something like this to where you know they're just excited to continue to work on this game so it was cool it was nice meeting all these guys they're they're just like really down to earth young people that uh they really want to do well with this game so I'm still struck on how this game runs on a on a quest too. Like after they I they keep telling us that we can't can't do open worlds, you can't do windlands too. Well, how the fuck do you do this? This open, huge open world with all these people running around and there's no lag for anybody. I don't know what the hell they did. They definitely did an amazing job on this game, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Roots, and with this thirty five million dollars of new funding, they're talking about adding in a literally hundreds of hours of new content into this game wow. which is exactly what it needs right yeah absolutely end game content give me some cool weapons and stuff and some bosses and raids to fight that could be cool for sure what i really want are, are some new areas that i can uh, go travel to and do that 
Yeah. Yeah, I want to see a new I want to find <laughs> I want to meet a new Mika. But I want her to be dressed in a yeah. different outfit. How many Mikas can there I, be? I think it's the same one. I think she's just getting around. You know who else loves to get around? <laughs> yeah, she does. I think she they put I think they put some of that 35 million into their swag bag they had at the party. Yeah. Well, you know, they yeah, I'll tell you what. They deserve it. All the people that got to be there deserve that swag bag. I hope there's something good in there for you, man. I don't even know. I haven't even looked yet. Well, I'll tell you what. You deserve <laughs> I have no it. Idea what's in there. Thank God for uh, Thank God for friends who invite me to these parties. Yeah. Thank God for uh for uh Skiva and Alex, right? Awesome dudes, man. Those guys are kicking. Their guys are kicking ass out here. So happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-five today. Alex is uh, thirty-five today, and they they were they were at the Zenith party when I left to come here. They were kicking it off and doing having a great job. They're they're doing a great job for uploading. And uh, as hard as I'm working out here, those guys are working probably twice as hard because they're just running from meeting to meeting to meeting. So um, yeah, super proud of them and what they're doing with upload. It's cool. Yeah, I got to imagine they're probably uh, exhausted already because all the doors are open for them now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're 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 on top of the stuff, and they're uh, it, it. This is so. This is such a a, a thrill for all of us to be able to do, but it, it's a lot of work, man. It's you know, you're you're running, man. Absolutely. You're running all day long. It's not vacation, is it? No, for sure. It is you know for your I've wife and for your daughter, though. They are. They are having a blast. Awesome. They're having a blast. As long as you go to the right parts of San Francisco. <laughs> I'll just say that. Don't go to the wrong parts of San Francisco. Uh, uh, that's it. <laughs> for me, that's everywhere in San Francisco, but I'm sure there's some good places. Yeah, certainly. Uh, anyway, uh, Captain Toonhead, you had the, uh, the opportunity to... Uh, meet with the the guys behind that game they just uh roots put a significant update out for uh captain toonhead on oculus quest you know um when oculus uh unveiled kind of their application space warp uh technology in an update a few months back they touted these huge numbers like 60 70 percent performance that you can uh, gain through uh proper application of their new space warp technology uh but we haven't heard very much of it since then we haven't heard like developers touting it that they've used it uh until now these guys with uh captain toonhead have fully utilized application space warp and made it so that the oculus quest version is nearly identical to the pc version of the game uh through the footage that i've seen i have not tried it out firsthand yet uh, but it looks absolutely amazing uh, what I've seen in the uh, few clips that I've uh, been able to check out. Uh, Eric, what did they have to talk to you uh, about today? Yeah, I mean, they have a, they're still working on this game. Um, you know, they're they're, you know, working on other things, too. But uh, they're they're you know, this studio is is up and coming. And uh, and Oculus is I can tell you that Oculus has their eyes on this studio. Um so they they like them or meta or whatever you want to call them um you know they like um paravision uh and uh i think they like what they can do and like what they've done and uh, i think we're going to see more from them um but we're not done with this game with them and um you know i can't say for sure exactly what we'll see but um you know you might possibly see some co-op maybe something maybe oh, that'd be cool 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, you know, nothing for sure, but I think that's a possibility. I think uh, Captain Toon had one of the more underrated games uh, over the last six months or so that we've had the opportunity to play. Uh, I think that uh, that was a solid one, and for whatever reason, it didn't hit with certain reviewers, or maybe it was overshadowed by other games that were coming out at that time. Uh, but I, I saw um, an article on Upload a few days ago kind of touting this new upcoming uh, wave shooter as the best wave shooter I've played in years. And I watched a 10-minute gameplay segment of it, and it did look cool. Uh, but what I was thinking the whole time I was watching it is, is this better than Captain Toonhead? Certainly it's not better than Crashland. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that uh, those out there who, who enjoy that kind of uh, shooter should give t- Toonhead a look because it's not just a wave shooter. It's a wave shooter that's kind of wrapped up in this tower defense, um, this tower defense package. And it all works together very well. And there's a lot of great comedy in there as well. Yeah. And just a super cool studio and just awesome dudes. And they're, they're funny. They're quirky. They, you can see, you can see by talking to them, like where they get this humor from. And, uh, I think they, they have a lot of fun doing this game and, you know, the freaking, who doesn't want to talk about weaponized Lachanclas? That's, that's what I was talking about. I told them <laughs> today, I'm like, dude, that's like one of the best things I've ever seen in a game. I mean, I mean, where do you come up with that stuff? Well, it must be it's something in the culture because I I actually mentioned that to somebody in in one somebody's apartment and uh, and they knew exactly what I was talking about. I don't even know how it came up, but uh, it was crazy. Yeah, I really enjoyed this game. I actually uh, would like to get back in, put some more time into it. Like, there there's a lot to it. Easy easy to play and difficult to master. This one be a good streaming game yeah you know what i mean because you're you're even if you fail you just restart again and streaming is all about filling that time really i guess and of course quality content but and absolutely uh a perfect setup for co-op here like that if there was ever a game that was made for co-op i think this is the one yeah this and returnal this is the two co-op games of the all time absolutely did you guys do it yet did you guys uh, play we have not yet? we were just talking about that earlier today Nice. Did you bring your PS5 with you? I'll play oh after you show if you want. I should have. You should have. You'd be <laughs> an Elden Ring. It would distract you. Don't. It's good that oh, we dude. didn't. I'm so fair. Uh, anyway, um, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear that Terravision Games still, um, still out there, still working on this game, and has other things uh, going on as well. So certainly, uh, more to hear from these guys over the uh, coming months and and years. Uh, and I'm glad to hear it. We have a cool bunch of dudes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I also happen to know that you uh, had a fairly interesting meeting with Resolution Games yesterday, and uh, this, this specifically interesting because of not, not only what you did with these uh, people, but who it was that you met. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I got a chance to go to um, another, you know, not on the GDC floor. Um, they're off off site, um, but uh, yeah, I met with Resolution Games. I met with the two top developers and uh, the CEO of the company, and they demoed uh, the flat version of of Demio for me. And um, you know, I can't really say anything about what I did, or I can't even give impressions. I can just all I can say is I'm extremely excited for everybody to take a look at this and. Uh, 
it's going to be amazing. And just the, the implications of being able to have a flat game that you can play with somebody in VR um, is amazing. And how, think about how many more, how many more people that you could bring into VR potentially, if you, if you, if they're playing flat and they see somebody in there playing VR and they're like, wow, how, how are you doing this? And how do I see your hands? You know what I mean? Cause you know, you can see that you can see the person, you know, how in Demio you can see everybody's hands. Well, as a flat player, you can see that as well. So just think of the implications of that and being able to bring more people into VR and, and again, well, I can't tell you the first impressions of the game itself. I can tell you that they're extremely proud of this and they're extremely happy. And again, this is a uh, this is a, a VR company first, even though they're making this into a flat game. And guess what? They want to bring more people into VR, so they're extremely proud that this. And they they think this is going to be a way to bring more people to the VR platform is to have flat gamers playing with VR players and uh, you know. And giving people a glimpse into what they could be missing with uh, in virtual reality. Yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, I tell you, they must be very excited about the prospects of it. If they have Tommy Palm out there in San Francisco demoing this personally for people, I mean, that guy is a G. Like he, he's one of the 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 big names in our industry right now. And the fact that uh, you got a chance to sit down with him uh, absolutely blows my mind. Um, Super cool. And the and the and the lead developers too. I met two of the lead developers for it. These guys were so knowledgeable and so, knew so much. And they were like, you know, I, we we ended up getting like off topic at one point. And they were talking about how proud they were of Akron and how amazing and you know and, and like how great that game was, and that they worked really hard on it. And uh, they're you know they they love how you can play it in VR and flat. And then. Um, the one developer I was talking to that was there did bait and how great and, and, and we were talking about bait and how that is such an approachable game for new people in the VR and it's free and they put it out there for everybody and, and um, they were just telling me some of the some of the ways they made that game and what they had to do to to create that game and and how they set up the levels it was just one of the coolest things I've ever done and these guys were so cool and I mean to be in the room with these guys, um, you know, sitting down, the four of us on laptops, playing this game while one guy was in VR, um, it was just so cool. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Resolution Games, kind of the OGs with the idea of of hybrid games, right? Like, they're doing hybrid games before hybrid games are a thing. And uh, I think that's only going to pay off for them even more so in the long term uh you know resolution games subsequently are our studio of the year during the 2021 show that because of the the moves and strides that they're making and they just continue to make uh correct decision after correct decision and it's really paying off for them yeah i agree yeah yeah and everybody's gonna be able to see it soon because uh you know we're talking april 7th um you know we're gonna be able to give our impressions on the 24th um and then uh the game comes out on the seventh and um i think it's gonna blow people away i'm super super excited me too yeah i love this that so uh i love this game so much i think i'll love it flat as well you know what i mean like i don't think it's gonna make a difference to me i think i'm love it either way 
it's so funny yeah, with these guys too because we had an hour to do this demo and they're like super serious of like they wanted to win dude <laughs> they weren't messing around I'm asking, <laughs> I'm asking questions after question and i'm just trying to like see what the hell's going on and these guys were like focused they're like let's do this and let's do that they're like no don't go there don't do that and i'm like well i, I just want to talk to you guys but they were like they wanted to win and you know, how many times they probably had to play this match but you know they did it with everybody probably every hour for 10 hours a day but uh yeah they were just super cool yeah um uh, i lost my train of thought what i was going to say there now uh, uh anyway um more to come on this game uh as we approach the uh april 7th launch date uh, if you haven't already, be sure that you've hit the big red subscribe button and ring that bell uh, to to hear more about Demio and all of these games pretty much that we've talked about today. Uh, I have a couple more items on the list here that you mentioned to me, although I didn't get a chance to talk to you off air specifically uh, about what you have to say. So I'll just kind of mention these studios and, and let you take it. Uh, Alchemy Labs. These are the developers uh, notably behind, you know, Job Simulator, Vacation Simulator, most recently Cosmonius High. Uh, what kind of interactions did you have with Alchemy over the last yeah, day or two? You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet with them actually again tomorrow and look at uh, Cosmonius High a little bit closer and talk to them directly. But uh, what I really wanted to say with them is um, they've done a lot of talks here, a lot of summit talks, and uh, what I was most impressed with them is they've focused a lot of their summit talks on accessibility and virtual reality and how they really, really work hard with their games on to making virtual reality and their games accessible to all people, uh, especially people with disabilities. And if you look at the games that they make, they make a lot of them that you only need one hand to play with, or you need to only do certain things with. And one of the summit talks they did, they had uh, they had a gentleman from the inverse, which is a, um, it's like a digital, blog or or something like that and uh the, the the guy who does it is has cerebral palsy and he's loves virtual reality and um so he was you know uh, he was on camera with uh with uh, one of the lead developers of alchemy labs and um i think his name is andrew um but uh yeah he was in devon and they were talking about you know how they really really work hard to make these games accessible to everybody and what developers have to go through to make these games accessible you know again we we turn these games on and we play them and that's all we think about but to think about what these developers have to go through i got a really good look into see you know what they have to go through to get these games out there and forget about like disability physical disabilities think about they a lot of what they were talking about was um captioning now oculus doesn't have just a button that you flip on that allows you to do captioning to where you have to where you would see the word and not hear it but it's an important part of the game and um and and something that they focus on and there and he his his whole thought was there's a there are a 40 person team and they can afford to put two or three people on captioning to make captioning happen in a game because it's not easy to do but think about it if you're a four person dev team and what do you do if you need to put captioning in your game or you want to put captioning in your game so everybody can enjoy it and these are just some of the hurdles that these developers have to go through to make these games. And uh, it's important. I think it's important to look at um, some other sides of gaming other than just the basics, you know, having fun, you know, what we do. So I thought it was just a cool thing that Alchemy did. And Shell Games, too, by the way. They were there on that panel as well. Because Shell Games, think about I Expect You to Die and I Expect You to Die 2. 
um, all both all both you can just use one hand to play with and uh, extremely accessible and they do these things on purpose yeah shell games is another one of those uh, companies like resolution that kind of has their hand in so many different pots and it's odd because people don't typically think about shell games in that light when people think about shell games they think about i expect you to die but uh, obviously they're working on uh, among us bringing that into vr um i think that they're one of the uh studios that are working on making content for the hollow ride that we were talking about earlier i mean uh, these guys have their hands in a whole lot of different pots and what you're talking about here with specifically with the accessibility is kind of one of those things that you know we don't think about a lot but it's one of the more important things that vr does i mean when you think about people like us obviously we're not with physical or, or mental disabilities but you know I come from a, you know, a pretty, uh, I don't know how to put this. I, I don't come from money. Like I come from the dirt pretty much. And, and you know, uh, I do a right for myself and my family these days, but I'm not someone who, who can experience a lot of what this world has to offer. And that's kind of one of the things that VR gives me is the ability to go places I'd never be able to go, do things that I'd never be able to do. And then when you think about people who do have, physical and mental uh, disabilities, uh, VR kind of has that same value for them, only it's so much more profound because, I mean, these are people who, who can't go outside without it being a, a huge ordeal or getting help from someone else. So the, the idea that they can just slip on a headset and kind of uh, step outside of whatever restraints that you may have, be it physical, mental, financial, the fact that you can just put on this headset and kind of shed all that away is a very freeing thing and um, is one of the reasons why I'm uh, kind of a believer in this kind of metaverse vision that uh, has been put forth over the last six months. And it's good to see that there are companies out there like Al Alchemy, like Shell, that are kind of leaning into that. And uh, I think it's uh, commendable. Uh, Wolfie says he's both got both physical and uh uh, mental disabled disabilities i guess officially and everything and it's been his savior and he's at, like it's one of the things that um like his channel that's what he wants to like showcase is like how much vr can help people um because we were just talking about this the other day like a lot of times uh with or i was talking to him about it like just doing the things you need to do physically that you you have to do that you don't want to do that hurt right but when you get into vr you forget and you don't even you're just having so much fun you can actually hurt yourself if you're not careful like he did recently with his elbow um by playing too much uh so yeah it's crazy it's it's super cool that you have devs that actually care about it right yeah for sure even to the or they, you know, sometimes they sacrifice, you know, you, they, you know, you sacrifice in these games and, you know, maybe you don't make the game exactly. They, they made a, um, the, the lady, I can't remember her name now. I apologize to her, but, uh, she was from shell games. They were talking about one of the developers at one point said they wanted to have an accordion. And I expect you to die too, where you actually played the accordion in one of the levels. And they said, that sounds like a fantastic idea. We'd love to do it. But guess what? We decided a long time ago that this is a one-handed game, and we're going to keep it a one-handed game, so we can't do an accordion, so they didn't do it. So that was just one of the things that they talked about. So a lot of times they do sacrifice, you know, in some of the things they're doing 
to make sure it's accessible to everybody. So it, it was just super interesting with me. And, you know, and that was one of those talks. It was, it was over an hour and I was just completely fascinated by this whole thing. And, uh, it was one of the, one of the best things I took away from the summit talks that I had the first two days. Yeah, absolutely. I love to hear about this sort of thing. It was one of the things I really appreciated about uh, Half-Life Alex when it came out was that it was so accessible to everyone. Anyone can play it. You know, modest rig, the best rig in the world, you know, physically handicapped, whatever. Anybody can play that game. And it's I think it's absolutely uh, amazing that, that we do have these developers out there who, who let's face it, you know, uh, they're, they're sacrificing to 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 in order to make this this happen uh for this very specific marginalized uh, part of the the market so uh kudos to them kudos to shell kudos to alchemy and anyone else who uh who are kind of operating in this space because it's important and like will be said for for these people it's everything right it's everything yeah for real yeah yeah, yeah, and especially it, like this, and, like this one guy. This guy was had cerebral palsy, man. And he was like, you know, he loved VR. You could tell he was talking. He loved VR, and he just has difficulty doing certain things. And he was just like so happy that you know to be doing this talk. Number one, he was happy to be part of it, and you could tell that he was so like happy that they were making these games that he could enjoy still. Yeah, uh, and one more thing: if, if Wolveraza is uh, moving around too much and getting himself hurt when in, when he's in VR, I would highly suggest that he uh, goes and buys a headset with a cable on it, something that's going <laughs> to keep him ah, in one spot. Yeah, he needs to be tied down yeah. to one spot. Maybe maybe play seated, uh, and and maybe uh, I don't know something camera based would even be even better because then he really wouldn't be able to move around psvr for real um he says yeah he says trying to exercise outside of vr is like trying to stab himself intentionally so yeah that definitely does not sound good i i think vr sounds a lot more um entertaining i know for me supernatural is it's just you forget that you're doing you know what i mean you're having fun and uh wife loves it dude she's in there every day like really i i haven't seen her stick to an exercise regimen like this ever I've, I've been with that woman for going on three decades now and i've never seen oh, cool uh i've never seen her stick to something the way she's sticking to that that's it's, awesome it's, uh, amazing there's nothing yeah, better the new, the new disney stuff too yeah she, I, had, I had to tell my wife all about it she she put something in facebook about the new disney routines that's crazy yeah. right yeah she loves it yeah yeah uh island Kara says jeff can't play vr well jeff can play i expect you to die all right yeah. one-handed <laughs> although although i don't know if, if someone out there like sloth i don't know that uh that he's going to be able to get the ipd out quite enough to uh i won't fit to, especially especially on a quest too right they have to use pimax maybe just to make it even <laughs> out right <laughs> two pimaxes put together yeah. yeah yeah there you go or 12k you know they they uh uh i know i know this uh weekend this friday i think um mrtv's uh promising some new info on 12k i think they might even be there demoing it mm. i'm not 100 percent on that though uh i know pimax is doing stuff this week uh apparently uh the more uh information on that 12k headset i'll be certainly interested to 
to hear how it's changed <laughs> since since they unveiled it uh, during Oculus Connect. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, what, let's just think what's came out since then from competitors, and that's a good chance that something's changed from that. They've already promised everything, dude. This is a 12K PCVR headset that also operates as a standalone. Remember, this is a standalone headset as oh, well. Wow. Two with two chips in it. So you you have an XR2 chip in in your Quest 2. Well, guess what? We got we two. have two XR2 chips in ours. <laughs> I got four of mine. Uh, what do you think you're better than me? Right. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be really interested. Me. To, uh, to hearing how this thing turns out, if they still uh, are, are sticking with that spec sheet or if they're going to uh, dial it back a little bit. I don't see how they can't. They, I don't know, man. That's weird. That's, I mean, it sounds good. It sounds too good to be true. And usually when something's too good to be true, it does. you get fucked. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. If they can deliver that product, it's every bit worth the two grand or 2,400 or whatever it is they, they, they're asking for it. Like if they deliver what they're promising, it's worth that money. Like it's going to be crazy. Four grand. Cause you better have a uh, 3080 or better. Cause you're not playing that on a 20. Right. No way. Probably even a 3080 I, I, TI would be beneficial. I might, I might need to keep the one I have just so I can trade it in on a 12 K. That's right. You get, a, you get like a trade in system or something. They do have a trade. hundred percent trade in. Yeah, it's a hundred percent that you get every penny of it uh, towards your twelve k. Yeah, we'll so, see. Yeah, we'll see. Right, exactly. We'll see next and week. Really, uh, I think they will deliver this headset. Really, the because they've always delivered exactly what they said they were going to. The problem is, is that they deliver it a year later than they say that they're going to. So, like, if if they if they launch this product when they say they're going to launch it, it'll be amazing. Uh, if it's another year to 18 months out from then, how amazing is it going to be? Probably not as much. Um, but we'll see. You know, the 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 uh, the tech is changing at a breakneck speed now. And it's like almost, uh, you know, by the time a product can actually reach market, the, the next gen has already dropped in terms of what the uh, tech is capable of. So uh, it's an exciting time. Well, here's the here's the problem with what they the technology they do to to be able to get that wide field of view might not they I I guarantee something better is going to come out whatever trickery they're doing to you know what I mean like you said the technology is 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 leaps and bounds so if they don't get that out sooner soon enough I guess they've had their products out I don't know I'm just I've never really been a big believer in Primax uh, for me. Um, I don't I'm not rich, bro. I don't have money to just throw around on fucking headsets. Like that stuff is expensive. Crazy. Here's a good thing. I've I have heard uh mostly good things about the 8KX. I mean, I've heard a couple of weird things about it, uh about, you know, weird glitches and stuff that people have had to kind of work through, but when the thing is working, uh, it's supposed to be a very good experience, and that's different from all of its predecessors. True. That's why I'm so so interested in uh, hearing what Eric has to say about it. And I'm, again, I want you to have enough time in it so that you're comfortable working around in PyTool and that you really kind of understand how everything works. And I really, uh, I'm very interested in that product. So I'm, I'll be interested to hear what you think about it. Yeah. Well, I'm 100% going to put it through its bases. So I'm going to spend a good amount of time with it, with the 2080. And then uh, I'm going to play pretty much everything I can. And then uh, I'm going to turn around and do the same thing with 3080. And I'm going to.
gonna get I'm I'm gonna I'll let everybody know. I'm gonna really put put some work into it and uh you know, I'll work out something with them. They'll give me a little extension. They're gonna have no choice. <laughs> they want the review well, they're gonna have to wait. <laughs> There you have it, folks. Much more to come on uh, on everything we talked about today, as well as Pimax 8KX. Again, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell. Uh, loads of good stuff coming out on a week in and week out basis here. Uh, Eric, thanks for uh, making time for us, man, and leaving the the party to come and uh, talk a little VR. Looking forward to um, to tomorrow, right? PSVR two confirmed. We're going to hear some stuff about PS3R2 tomorrow. So uh, looking forward to hearing more from you. And uh, who knows? Uh, well, you'll be traveling on Sunday, won't you? I was going to say, if there was enough cool stuff, maybe we could have you back on Sunday. But you'll be on the, in the air on Sunday, won't you? I put, I'll be back. We're leaving Saturday night. Uh, we take the red eye Saturday yeah. night. I'll be back Sunday morning. So oh, I'll cool. be back early. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what, what uh, you know, this, I still haven't seen – three quarters of what the show floor has to offer mm. and uh you know i'm going to focus on a lot of that tomorrow and i still have i still have polyarch polyarch is at 10 a.m tomorrow so have a, have a good sit down with polyarch and uh get a good idea what's going on with moss book two and uh, oh good you know, good good remind me to talk to you about that off the air because uh i was about to send an email but maybe i can just have you deliver the message in person <laughs> yeah uh, let me tell you. so eric when anyway, you, went, um, you went to ces right and uh was there i mean there had to have been stuff that you saw and this would go through my head that you saw after the show and you were like oh fuck i didn't know that was there. i didn't know that was there so that you said three quarters of the floor you haven't even seen is there like any fear that you like you're going to miss something really good that you didn't know was there because there's got to be stuff there that you don't even know right yeah i mean it's not as big as ces like ces is so vast i mean just because that the conventions are huge and and again there's people all over the place and then there's people at you know lobbies and hotels and and everywhere so there's going to be things you're going to miss um but i think the the convention center itself and the expo floor itself is small enough that and uh you know i'd still have two more days there so i i think i'm i'm pretty sure i'll see everything that's on the show floor um but uh, yeah i'm there's going to be stuff that i'm just not able to get to or i am going to have access to you know um I'm still small fish here, so it's to me a lot of times me I'm just trying to force my foot through the door with a lot of these things and I'm just not gonna have access and maybe next year when we all come together we'll have better better we'll be we'll be you know a little bit more important that we'll we'll get invited to these things without having to go look for them but uh yeah i'm just, there's there's things I'm gonna mix, but i'll I'll find as much as I can and I'm sure I'll have uh, more awesome stuff to to tell you guys. Well, I, I don't know specifically what's there and what's not there, but uh, just operating off the top of my head from memory on this uh, research I did for Sunday's show, I know that that new uh, Altair Breaker game, uh, the one that's from the de the developers of Swords of Gargantua, their new uh, their new game, they're demoing it for the first time at GDC. So I know that's there. Uh, if you can uh, somehow manage to find it, they they are demoing that one. We'll see them. I have an appointment with them tomorrow, actually. So oh. that one, I definitely 100% will see. And I can tell you that uh, I talked to Alex and Skiba from Between Realities, and they did have an appointment and demo today, and he said it was amazing. So looking oh, forward to nice. it. Nice. Well, cool. Yep. Hey, and Eric, tell your wife and your daughter thank you. It's like 2.30, almost 3 o'clock, and they're still, like, couldn't go to sleep this whole time. So how cool. Mm -hmm. they're, they're out, dude. It's, uh, it's 11.40 here, and they're... Oh, that's right. You're, I forgot you're, like, an hour back behind, right? 
Yeah. For me, I yeah, guess. behind you, yeah. I'm three hours behind Wes. So yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's late for me. It's getting late for for Roots and uh, early for Eric. Eric's still pretty good. You might still be able to catch the end of the party, Eric. <laughs> That's right, man. This California party, time. There's so many parties. I mean, there's like every every night. There's like four different parties. I got there was a party I did. I couldn't even get into last night. There was so many people. You had to get a ticket to the event, and it was like 400 people. And there place that only held, held like 250 people. So mm. it's crazy. You're not on the list, bro. I need you guys with me. Help me kick through some of these doors. Yeah, I don't know. That I'm gonna help anybody get through the door, but maybe it's <laughs> strength in numbers, right? Well, you know Absolutely. what they say: those people, those people who actually made it in. Uh, I heard they think they're better than you. You think you're better than me? Uh, they probably are. <laughs> they could be. Probably. Yeah. You know, maybe. Probably. Likely. Traveling man says, "Wish Alex a happy birthday for us, Mash." Absolutely. I absolutely will. I'll see him tomorrow, and I'll uh, I'll let him know, man. He was uh, he was having a good time when I left. I bet. All right. Well, um, <laughs> with that, I think we're going to wrap it up and call it an episode. I want to thank everyone in the chat who hung out and stayed up late to uh, to talk a little VR with us. And I want to again thank you, Eric, for uh, making time for us and uh, and bringing us the deets on what sounds like a, an amazing time. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, well, uh, we'll stay in touch with you over the next few days, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll see you on Sunday here if everything shakes out in a favorable way. Um, anyway, uh, those of you out there who like the video, be sure to give it a thumbs up. As we already said, be sure you're subscribed, hit the bell, all that good stuff. Uh, you'll find links in the description down below to all the good stuff. Uh, you'll find a link to Eric's Q2C community on Facebook. Uh, if you want to keep up with the minute to minute day to day stuff that the Eric's going, uh, going through and experiencing, uh, while he's at GDC, there's a lot more, uh, videos and stuff coming out on the Q2C channel. So, uh, be sure that you get over there and, uh, subscribe to that one as well. Of course, you'll find our discord invitation link down below where, uh, you can join our community. We're in there 24 seven guys, uh, talking VR talking life, talking about pretty much everything. It's a great community, and we invite you all to uh, become a part of it if you haven't already. So, links to all that stuff uh, again in the description down below. And uh, with that said, friends, I'd like to thank you all once again for watching. Alex is right there. Eric, yeah, who, oh, who just Alex? Came happy birthday, bro! Yeah, I hope you remember bro. this tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was feeling pretty good when i left he was a couple of drinks in is he i wonder if he's yeah. is he is he from is he at the party still i wonder or is he back was, at the hotel that's a good question he could be just chilling at the hotel, <laughs> relaxing uh, now right yeah he might be rolling in might be rolling in uh so yeah we'll give everybody a moment here to uh get their happy birthdays into alex and uh again thanks guys uh for for hanging out uh we will talk to you again very very soon for roots and eric I'm Wes. We'll see you in a couple of days. Bye-bye. Take it easy. See you later.
Thank you.